Welcome back to the Stick 'em Up podcast. Brundy, how are you doing today? Oh, doing not too bad yourself. Oh, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. We're getting ready to go on our weekend trip. We go on a trip about once a year. To uh, we get the whole family together and we go out to go out to uh, Saskatchewan and we watch a Riders game. It's gonna be it's gonna be a good time. Yeah, it's gonna be gonna be a very good time. I'm excited to see how that game goes. Um, just hoping it's a good one. They're generally pretty close, which is nice. You you hate to go all that way for like a blowout game. Well, and we might be this year. <laughs> really, it's really Hopefully it's a matter not. of whether or not the Riders' uh, defense can keep it a close game for them. Yeah, and if they can, uh, we we better rough. be expecting a low-scoring game. All right, but uh, um, let's uh, let's yeah. get started with some news around the NHL. Yeah, we got. Uh, we got, we got quite a bit of, um, you know, recent signings over the last uh, couple of weeks here now, just kind of going through them more and a um, lot, lot of interesting deals that that have been been made so far, I would say. Yeah, there's definitely been some good ones. I, from what I've seen, I think a lot of the, uh, you know, none of them are anything you wouldn't expect. You know, the the teams file for arbitration. The player has a high number, the team has a low number, and all the ones that have been settled are fairly in the middle. Yeah, I, I would agree with you on that one for sure. Yeah, what, the only one that really surprised me at, uh, I guess, how high it was, given what the numbers were, was the Troy Terry deal. Because that was yeah. a seven-year deal for $7 million average. And that's, well, I think that's a great contract for, for the Ducks. But uh, given yeah. what they said they wanted to pay him, that's uh, higher than yeah. I thought they might get in arbitration. But clearly they think arbitration will well, give them something higher. Yeah. And, and it's a good thing we were doing this now as opposed to when we originally planned. Because I, I would have just ripped the Ducks because their, their number for what they felt in a negotiation with Terry was just insanely low and and like you said probably a part of it is because they they they, they want to try and keep that number lower but at the same time you're also risk ruining that relationship with the player by basically saying you don't think that they're worth this amount when they feel like they they are so i'm happy to see this deal get done for terry i think that's phenomenal value for the ducks though yeah, I think I think it's a really good contract. And it's it's just one of those cases of like it's just like the weird way they do business, right? With, you know, the player outlandishly oversells what they think they're worth and the team outlandishly undersells what the player's worth and then arbitration falls somewhere in the middle. It's uh I saw yeah. a lot of people talking online about I believe there's a very similar system with I think it's in the MLB and the only difference is the arbitration team doesn't pick what they think they're the player's worth. They pick either the player or the team's uh, offer and say, this is more correct. And they go with that one. So it incentivizes okay. both sides to give much more realistic, like realistic contract offers. And then yeah. the third party picks from there. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, I it's think an interesting way I, of doing it. Yeah, it it by all accounts it you know it sounds like a much better way to do things. You get more realistic numbers from both sides, and then you know when you're splitting hairs, I imagine if the NHL made a rule like that, numbers wouldn't be ever really be more much more than like one to one point five mil off, and then yeah, the arbitrator picks from there. I, I'd like to see that change happen at some point, maybe with the new CBA. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. The next time that comes around, there's going to be a lot of uh, topics on the table for discussion, and it'll be interesting to see if something like that is part of uh, part of discussions that would go on. Yeah. So uh, moving on from the Troy Terry deal, uh, what one do you want to talk about next? We got uh, we, there's there's a number of them to talk about. Yeah, I mean, I mean, a couple notable ones. Um, Boston re-signing uh, both Trent Frederick and Jeremy Swayman to to some deals. Frederick uh, is uh, a two year deal at two point three, and the Swayman deal is one year at uh, just a tad under three point five. Um, I mean, it, 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 I think that's good deals for both the team and the players, and they got lots of money to work with now that uh, you know Bergeron's not there. I know he wasn't making. Um, a whole lot last year, but that money is still money that they can work freed up. Ain't nothing. Yeah, yeah, and then I think uh, it's it's not for sure, but I'm assuming, given that Bergeron has retired, I think Krejci will, um, or at least go back to playing overseas. I think you know yeah. last year is kind of their their final dance together, and it uh, yeah you know ended in a very very tough way. Um, but you know it's good to see the Boston still trying to stay competitive and keeping those uh, those guys around. Yeah, and uh, I don't know if you saw this. Uh, looks like this was uh, broke around two hours ago. But uh, uh, yeah. per an unknown NHL source, uh, they they're saying that uh, David Krejci will announce his retirement from the NHL and hockey in general. Quote very soon. Although he still okay. wants to represent uh, Czechia in the 2024 World Championships. So he okay, hasn't announced it yet, but there's, there's even more smoke around the fact that he'll probably yeah. retire. Okay, so then, yeah. So without him, they'll probably be looking for Frederick to play a bigger role um, for them next year now. Yeah, I, I would imagine that Jeremy Swayman could have got a pretty decent contract if he decided to go to free agency. Like, uh, after the year he just had, I know he's in front of a terrific Boston team, especially de- defensively, but I think a team would give him at least $4 million. If not, you know, he could get up to four and a half. I think they would have given him a couple years with that amount. But he, he was an RFA, so Boston still um, had his rights. Oh, uh, he was an RFA. Yeah. Okay. But I agree, if he went to free agency, he probably could have gotten a pretty uh, decent deal. Given yeah. what what he was producing last year, I mean, with the good um, Boston team in front of him, but still, like those those numbers are phenomenal numbers, still regardless. Yeah, that's a that's a good signing to keep him around, and I mean, everyone around the league is just going to enjoy seeing the the goalie tandem stick together in Boston. 
Yeah, that's a that's all. I think that's also a big part of it is just that friendship and um, you know what those two provide to the team. I think you got to try and run it back with with those guys, given what they do together. Yep. Yeah, I uh, totally agree. You know that that's it's it's definitely the thing that's hardest to hate most about Boston. The the goalies on top of like both individually seeming very likable on their own. Like the yeah. the goalie hug thing is just infectious. Yeah. Um probably I I mean I got them both here they were they were back to back on the actually the only two signings in the NHL that day. Um, so Vladimir Tarasenko signing with the Ottawa Senators, and then surprisingly Logan Cooley signed his entry level deal with the Arizona Coyotes. Yeah, I think uh, when uh, when was Logan Cooley drafted? Was it one year ago or two years? Ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, last year. Yeah, you know what I. I don't know if I'm entirely surprised. I think, I think he's looks like he's got a ton of skill, and you know, uh, as much as the Arizona franchise doesn't uh, look incredibly fun to be around right now, it's it's still in the NHL, and you know, uh, if he feels he's ready, he's going to want to start working down that ELC so he can get paid sooner rather than later. Uh, I'm yeah. interested to see how well he. How well he does, you know, is is he going to be able to put up a, a fight versus a guy like Bedard for the Calder? You know, he, if he's if he's a year older or maybe even two and, you know, if uh, Bedard's not not quite NHL seasoned, like obviously he's going to be able to keep up. But, you know, that uh, that extra year might make the difference in the rookie year. Well, and even I think just comparing the talent around the two as well, you know, I think Cooley's in a much better situation with the players in Arizona rather than um, what Bedard's going to have with Chicago, I think will also be a big factor for for those two. And and that was a, a big thing for a lot of people was when Cooley signed this deal was it just made the the race for the Calder next season that much more interesting. Yeah, it's uh, there's there's a lot of really good young talent coming to the league quickly after this draft. Like I know, uh, I think it was two drafts ago. Uh, there was all like all the top picks uh, didn't sign, and they like went back to their junior teams, and like none of them came to the NHL. And it was a very very lackluster year as far as you know watching rookies goes. But uh, I think I think this next year there's going to be a lot of really good uh, rookie talent in the league. It's going to be it's going to be really fun to watch. Yeah, even to your point, um, I was actually trying to find it and pull it up before we started here. Um, so not only with you know Cooley who who was drafted last year, um, but looking at the the top three picks from this year, all of uh, Bedard. Um, Leo Carlson and Adam Fantilli, all um, three of them have signed. Yeah. Will is Will Smith going back to? Back yeah. To junior? Yeah, he's he's going to Boston. Okay, he because he hasn't. But uh, Rhinebacker 
even signed his ELC. So like, you know, yeah. there's, there's a chance that a defenseman shows up and make really make some waves. It'll, well, it'll be very it's interesting. It's already come out with Ryan backer. Um, I can't remember off the top of my head, but the, the team he was playing with over in Europe prior to this season, um, they did say that Ryan backer is either playing for Montreal or he's going back there. They're basically saying the AHL is not um, an option for him. Oh, really? Is that like, yeah. do they know anything business-wise we don't? Or are they just saying like he's good enough that if he makes the team, he'll stay there? Um, I'm honestly, I'm not 100% sure. Um, for that, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking maybe they just feel like if he's not playing in the NHL, they want to help his development and progress rather than having him go to an entirely new team, but it's like the AHL. So, yeah, you know, maybe, maybe it's just, they feel like it's just best for him to come back to them. They're better equipped and, to develop him than, yeah, than a new, going to a new development team and keep him in a comfortable environment as well. I think. Yeah. So I'm yeah, assuming that's, that's most likely why, but, um, and then, yeah, the other big signing, Tarasenko with Ottawa. Um, beginning of free agency, there's a little bit of smoke around that with Ottawa and Tarasenko, and then kind of disappeared. And yeah. then they had to they had to move on from Debrinket, and yeah, once that happened, it opened it up. And then we even talked before that uh, the Sharks were kind of rumored around them. Um, it, it was reported to pretty much be a done deal between. Um, Carolina Tarasenko that ev evidently didn't happen and then now we see him come back to Ottawa on a one-year deal um you know just a great filler piece for the Sens and I mean one year five mil if it doesn't work out um and you're not in a good position you can retain half many teams would want Tarasenko at 2.5 mil or if he's yeah. a great fit and works out then you can uh, extend him yeah, are you allowed to extend offer like an extension to a player? Like, is there a certain time you have to wait until if you've only signed them to a one year deal? Yeah, I, I believe they got to wait till um, July first. Is it or no, it's January first? December. 1st. Oh, okay. Yeah, I believe it's January first. New calendar years when you can then uh, do a contract extension. Okay. And then it's, it's December 1st is when you have to sign RFAs or they can't play that yeah. year, right? Yeah. Right. Glad, glad they have different days for all these things. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, the, the, those, I mean, those are kind of the big ones. Like, there's a couple, you know, minor <laughs> signings here and there. A, a lot of, actually, quite a few um, uh, draft picks from this year have been signed, which, again, kind of like we talked about before, we haven't seen that much um, in recent years, you know, so it's kind of nice to see a lot of young talent um, coming up and a lot of them who will probably see, um, maybe not play the full season, but at least a couple games in the NHL this year and kind of get that that first taste of it. Yeah, so if you're, uh, if anyone out there listening is into, you know, sports betting and stuff, uh, keep your eye on some of the numbers for the Calder because there's, I mean, 
once the year starts and you start getting into it, it starts coming down to a couple guys. But at the start of this year, there's there's got to be at least 10 guys that all have a very reasonable chance at yeah. winning it. Like, there's there's some guys that are a bit older. There's some guys that are just really skilled. Some guys who will get put up, you know, uh, like Bedard, he'll be, maybe he'll get a ton of minutes in Chicago because nobody else is there to eat those minutes. Or maybe it'll be somebody on a better team that has better surrounding pieces. So there's there's a lot to consider. Like, Reinbacker might end up quarterbacking the power play one for Montreal as soon as this year. Yeah, I mean, just even looking back at recent years when we're, you know, kind of going into a season looking at, uh, you know, favorites for the Calder, it's really only ever like last couple years, it's been maybe like three guys or two or there's just like a clear one. Um, or even this year, like, you know, even though Bedard's a franchise generational player, he's not going into the greatest situation in Chicago. And whereas there's just a lot of top-end talent all coming up in at the same time, and quite a few of them on pretty good teams. Or at least they've got high-end players to play with. So it, it really has opened the door between a lot of guys um, to go for it this year. It's going to be a, a really close and um, exciting race. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll have to once the season starts. We'll have to maybe uh, do a little segment every every show or every second show, and we'll keep up to date on the Calder race and how it looks because uh, uh, particularly yeah. this year it'll be very good. It's it's going to be a very fun fun race to keep an eye on for sure. Um, uh, is that then, all oh, you have for signings? Um, the final one. Um, the probably the, well the biggest one that's why I saved it to the end I almost forgot about it um but Sebastian Ajo signed an 8 year extension with Carolina at um an 8 year deal at 9.75 per year yeah i think you know that's pretty par for the course right you know it looks a little bit overpaid compared to some players in the league, but you know, that's just the nature of he signed it a couple of years later. He, you know, the cap's going to go up. Like that's just the progression of things. I think yeah. in uh, four years when he's got four years left on it, I think it's going to look great. And yeah, I think that's a, that's really good for them to get him locked up long-term because he's, he's clearly the guy there. Well, and not only that with the a value, but I think you got to remember back to uh, whatever year it was when Montreal offer sheeted Aho, and you know Aho did accept, and you know I don't think anybody really knows was it necessarily like he signed that and knew you know Carolina would have to match it and pay him that, or was he willing to actually just leave and then go to Montreal and so I don't think Carolina even wanted to run the risk of you know messing around or having other teams maybe poke their heads in I think they just wanted to make sure that you know they got their number one guy um, locked in and signed long term yeah don't even don't even give them a chance to go and see what else is out there just lock them up and be happy easier yeah I think I think that's the smart move I 
there's some of these teams that I don't know, they like to wait till a little, a little too long. And, you know, then you'll end up with a John Tavares or a Johnny Goudreau situation where, you know, everyone's like, oh, they'll sign eventually. And it's like, if they're going to resign here, why aren't they doing it now? Like, yeah, you've had, you've had all year to sign the extension. Like you gotta, you gotta get it done sooner or else it's, it can sneak up on you like that. And, they could bite yeah. you back really hard. Yeah. Um, oh, 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 I guess also speaking of Carolina, while we're on the topic of them, um, the signing was now officially able to happen. Um, the Carolina Hurricanes brought back uh, Tony D'Angelo on a one-year deal as well. Yep, that uh, that checks out. He 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 played there last year, right? He didn't. So no, so he or did he no two he years ago to, he was with um Carolina who bought him out and then he signed with Philadelphia who he played with last year and then they bought him out. Right. Um fun fact actually, he's the only player ever to um I think it's be bought out back to back years. And be bought out by three different teams. Yeah, like that's or like cut from three teams basically because he got like his contract terminated with uh, the Rangers. But like, it, yeah, it's a buy where he just doesn't get the money basically. Yeah. Um, but, but, and, but that's and well deserved. For well Carolina. deserved termination. That's and, uh, I, and that's, that's surprising that it's one of the teams that bought him out that is giving him yet another chance. Like I. I well, get it. He was He's only skilled, but they know how bad he could be for the locker room. When he was only bought out because they needed the money, and he was oh, just unfortunately a, a cap casualty thing there. No, and so then he signed with Philadelphia, and the Flyers were planning this offseason to trade him um, back to Carolina at fifty percent retained, and. Gary Bettman in the league vetoed the trade because they just viewed it as um, Carolina purposely like circumventing the cap. Oh, so, still the, so they care about cap. circumvention but, on the cap at some point. Yeah, it, when, it, when it involves certain teams, but other teams, they'll turn a blind eye to it. Yeah. Yeah, but hopefully, I think uh, hopefully signing, some of these are closed up at some point. And, um, so I think with that D'Angelo signing, I think that pretty much confirms that Carolina's out of the Eric Carlson sweepstakes. Um, yeah, because like he, really, he you fills don't that need role to a lower degree too. Yeah, like... you don't need Brent Burns, D'Angelo, and Carlson as your three right-handed defensemen. Like that's like sure you're going to get a lot of chance offensively, but it's not going to be as great for your penalty kill and your defensive structure. Yeah, and they're traditionally a team that, you know, they have no shortage of good defensemen, so they, yeah. uh, they'll be able to fill the slots up pretty good with guys who can at least shut it down. Oh, yeah, and they got Brett Pesci on the right side, so you run with those three guys, I don't think that's, uh, that's too terrible at all. No, that's, that's a pretty solid one, two, three. Um, all right. So yeah, I've got yeah, uh, so moving on. I've got a couple now. things more just uh general hockey or league news. Uh so we already talked about uh Krejci 
looking to retire. Uh, this one is pretty new. This one came out earlier today. But uh, Sean Avery, former NHLer, is uh, facing child abuse allegations. Uh, he's an incredibly unpopular guy. So we're, uh, I don't think we need to spend very much time talking about it. But uh, yeah, you know, no, if I there's, I just say if there's any on. people who particularly don't like him, you know, maybe a Devils fan out there listening, uh, yeah. you know, just let him know for a little fist pump. <laughs> yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Um, there's uh, there's a word going around the league right now that uh, it, there will be five players facing yeah. NHL suspensions for their involvement in the 2018 uh, World Junior Cup sexual assault scandal. And it, I mean, we got the long weekend coming up. I... I am almost certain they're going to drop it at 4.59 on Friday. They love dropping this news right before a long weekend when nobody's looking at their phones and nobody pays attention, and it goes down and it's old news by, by Tuesday when everyone's back. They, they love doing yeah. that, so we'll probably know by, by late Friday uh, what's well, going on. Well, it's interesting because we um, recently kind of talked about you know, this situation and how we were unsure if anything was ever going to become of it. And now all of a sudden, here we go. Yeah, it's, uh, and it, it's wild, you know, we didn't know how much we would know either from it. But if, you yeah. know, if they're, if the players are facing NHL suspensions, I mean, what are they going to do? Five of the players on that team, they're going to get suspensions, suspensions for, like you know a misdemeanor that's unrelated like they it's pretty hard to to hide that stuff are they going to pretend yeah. that these guys are like sick for the first few games of the year yeah, also like what do you that. what do you think the uh suspension will be do you think they're given each of these guys like three games do you think it's going to be like 50 do you think it's going to be a season oh that's the thing right like but what do you what price do you put on this, basically, is what they have to decide. Like, yeah, like what is doing it's, something it's like so this? Much different what is than, the punishment? It's so much different than, a, than your stick comes up and you, and you slash the guy in the face and you're getting a, yeah, right? you know, a game. You're missing your next game. Like, it's... And it, like it's, I, and it's, I just hope it's at least, at least, like, 10 or 20. Like, I, think it's, I feel I think like if bare minimum's anything in this... If it's anything in the single digits, especially, will look very bad. Just yeah, that'll just it looks like such a small number like that. But uh, hopefully, I, I'm I'm hoping for at least forty forty one. I'm hoping at least half the season. I I like, think you got to right. I like I think you have to. Yeah, it's and like it's like I, I, the NHL is just not adapted the way the NFL is, where um, guys can be suspended for an entire year. You know, the the yeah. NFL is very open to doing that, and they're okay with doing that. Um, you know, I mean, you can say, oh, like the NFL season's nowhere near as many games, but then the day it's still somewhat at the end of the day, it's the still the, kind of it's still an entire year of your sport. Yeah. Yeah, it's a full year. You can't play. And it's like you said, you know, it's it's not like, a, oh, you high stick someone in and whatnot, because 
you know, guy maybe gets some stitches, he's back out there next shift and fine. Whereas with this thing, you know, it's an off-ice thing. And it, it's something that's changed someone's life forever. Their life will never no be way the same due to what happened. An accidents happen. Thing. Exactly. Like, like you can't be like, oh, I didn't mean to. Like, it, it is very clear what happened. There is proof. You sat on it and never spoke about it. Like, so you clearly knew that it was not a mistake and it's serious because otherwise you would have spoken up way sooner. Yeah. You know what? I. I actually really like that point, especially about the, uh, you know, the way the NFL treats it. Uh, hopefully, you know, it's, you know, they take it very seriously. And you know what? Honestly, I wouldn't, uh, I would not be upset at all if they uh, gave out 82 game full season suspensions. And, well, and, and who so knows? Maybe they're taking it incredibly seriously. Maybe it's, maybe it's two seasons or something. Like it's, well, I'm, I'm, it's impossible I'm also th- to know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm also thinking though, like say, you know, if, if the NHL adapts that standard of a year-long suspension, I think that is a huge step forward for the league. I think that's phenomenal. Um, I know it doesn't necessarily, like, blend into the whole thing they're trying to push of hockey is for everyone. Um, but I think it goes... It, I think it's a way of showing that, you know, uh, stuff with, like, hockey players and mental health and um, personal struggles and whatnot. I think even that you doing something like that of a full season suspension is a great um, movement forward for, for that aspect of it, of uh, certain things that maybe people are sitting on and being quiet about. The NHL has kind of shown like, Hey, we got your back and like, we'll, we'll do what it takes to make sure that, you know, justice is served to a certain degree that's within their control. Um, and, but you also I think want, it... sorry, you... no, sorry, you, go ahead. You... No, no, go, no, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say that um, I think a suspension is more fitting in this situation because uh, I I don't know the exact age that uh, each player on the team was, but generally I think most of them were underage uh, when this happened, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I think now that it's catching up to them, you know, we can't just do nothing about it because they were underage. I think a suspension is uh, more than fair, um, but... I I hope that would hope that they uh, announce with the suspensions that you know if something like this were to come out about a player who is overage or in the league, you know that's that maybe your contract will just get terminated, or maybe yeah you well, know that's like what they I'm thinking. like Bettman's already said for certain players like um like uh, Mitchell Miller when he was dra- uh, signed to the Boston Bruins, uh, Gary Bettman said no this player is like what he did, this player is not eligible for, for play in the NHL. Like he can't play until and he can so, like you know prove what? that he's a completely can, changed man it, and whatnot. Yeah. Like it is possible. He's shown that he has the power to just ban players when they do stuff like that. So yeah, I'd like for them to publicly announce with this info that, you know, if, if you are found guilty of doing something like this, we will, you know, blackball you at least from the NHL because, you know, they're, well, and they're not the going to put up with like, you. You look at, you think about, okay, what might the suspensions be? Um, but also that, you know, does, yeah, does Gary Bettman do something of saying you're not allowed in our league or something or, 
or or do you even just see teams? You know, again, don't want to speculate too much, but you know, may, maybe it's easier if they're a, a lower end player or not like a either they're a fourth line or something. But like, if they're one of your better players or something, you know, because for all we know right now, it could be anybody on that team. You know, nobody's one hundred percent guilty. No one's one hundred percent innocent until the results are out. But do you yeah. terminate those guys' contracts? Exactly. Like, there's going to be a lot of falling sense. pieces with this. Yeah, and it's it's too bad because like I'm hoping that nobody who was on that team and not involved, I hope none of those guys got dropped because like, you know, they're seen as like they're a fringe NHLer and the team just didn't think it was worth it. Like I really hope none of these guys, uh, who if they weren't involved, uh, lose anything. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's really hard to say. I'm I'm hoping like it would be insanely disappointing if some of the guys got different suspensions than the others. I mean, maybe if they come out and say, you know, this guy did this and this guy was only there, I can see something yeah. there. But like, it would it would be you know there that team has a current Con Smythe winner on it, and that team also probably has a lot of low down in the in the depth chart NHL players and it would suck to see them get treated different for something that has nothing to do with hockey. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. We'll, uh, we'll keep you updated on uh, what gets announced with that. And uh, uh, I'm not even going to name the reporter who, t- whose tweet I saw about this uh, because I don't want to give them that, but uh he uh, really tweeted out that information and then says he knows the names but won't say them now. And then he tweeted that with the looking to the side eyes emoji. Dude, this is not a fucking trade rumor. Like, stop trying to clickbait people with this. This is a sexual assault case. Like, yeah, I, don't know. I, thought, I thought reporters would be smarter than that. But, you know, whatever gets One, your name out there, I suppose. Um... And like I said, I don't want to, you know, speculate or throw any names out or whatnot. Um, but this was yeah. um, this was the original um, tweet that I saw or X or whatever you want to call it now. Um, the original tweet that I saw that 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 broke the news to me. Um, so it was tweeted out. It said Andy Strickland on Cam and Strick today said it's likely five players who will be facing NHL suspensions for their involvement in the uh, the 2018 World Junior SA scandal. Said he knows the names but won't say them now. And then, in brackets, some significant names. Yeah. Yeah, that's that, I think that's the same one that I'm, I'm looking at. Some significant names and then the eyes emoji. It's like, that's... That just seems like in such poor taste to me that he's like clearly trying to like, you know, drum up, drum up a little drama and like get people invested in it. But it feels like for the wrong reason. Like that's that's how you get eyes on you when you're when you're talking about free agency or the draft coming up, you know, like, yeah, it really feels like wrong, wrong place, wrong time. Yeah, Um, I yeah. I, I think so. Um, I do. I do kind of get it. Like, if it is, um, 
and and I, again, like I, I, I mean, yeah, I don't. The eye emoji thing is weird, but I mean, I, I do see that he is repeating what, um, he was listening to, but, you know, I mean, it, yeah, because I, I feel like doing that though, it's just unfair because whether it's true or not, that now puts a lot of eyes on, you know, the big stars from that team who are in the NHL now who might not even be involved, but people are like now kind of maybe tossing yeah. their names out there that it could potentially be them. Yeah. When they might've had no idea. Yeah. Like I, I, yeah, I never, when I, we're talking about this kind of stuff, I really don't want to bring up individual players names, but you know, there's a specific few that are especially going to get a lot of a, a you know, people asking them on Twitter and stuff. And they're just, you know, they might just be innocent and not even have known. And they're like just trying to live their lives and they're going to be getting grilled until the info comes out now. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. But uh, moving on from that, I think we've covered it for about as much info as we have at the moment. Yeah. Um, I got uh, I got an article that's been going around and then I already ha- uh, luckily that happened earlier today. So there's already a follow up on it okay but uh so uh over with a uh russian russian uh sports outlet uh like media company uh mikhail sergachev had uh, an interview today Mm -hmm. and so uh this is the big eye-grabbing quote that's been going around everywhere wow Toronto wins one series in 19 years, then immediately loses. They deserve no credit. No other team would celebrate such a thing. And that's just, uh, underneath it, it just says, Mikhail Sergachev when asked about the Leafs. Wow, so, that's sick. So that's there's, sick. A, there's, a lot, there's a lot of going around. You know, some people are like, it's funny, mostly because it's the Leafs. There's some people being like, dude, that's just classless. That's uncool. Um, a lot of people are comparing it because it's a Tampa Bay Russian player. Uh, I was just going to say, like, fan base. Yeah, it's a lot of people are liking it to Kucherov uh, talking about the Canadians when he said yeah. that the conference final was their Stanley Cup. Yeah, and they won the one game, and he's like, they're celebrating like they won the cup and just throwing shade at them. <laughs> like, that's... I know, I, I, I think it's good. I don't see an issue with it, like... You know, people always complain, like, nonstop about, like, oh, there's no personalities and players, and they're all bland and vanilla. Like, and then Sergachev does something way outside the box and, you know, shows some character, and people don't like it. It's like, what do you want yeah. then? Like, you want all these guys to just be, like, it's just stupid. Like, this is great. I, I think it's awesome. And it just builds yeah. that rivalry even more. Yeah, right? Well, there's, like, a 80-plus percent chance that we're going to, face them in the first round again anyway so might as well build it up yeah exactly. but uh, i think that's awesome i think it's great for the league so and just uh for hockey fans yeah uh a couple hours ago this was about maybe 10 hours ago now this is quite a bit earlier today just a few hours ago uh sergachev uploaded this story on his instagram uh he says if you don't if you don't speak russian uh, don't use Google Translate as your first option and then spread misinformation. I never said, I never said it like that. Que- the question I was asked was, Toronto played very physical, which got a couple of your defensemen hurt. Is that true? 
And he replied, no, it just happens sometimes. People get hurt by accident, and I don't want to give them any credit. Why not give them credit? Why? I don't think they deserve them. So he was talking about not giving them cre the credit for actively trying to hurt their players. And then they, they just posted that Mikhail Sergachev gives them absolutely no credit when asked about the Toronto Maple Leafs. Huh. Well, that's interesting. So, yeah. So it, it sounds like they, you know, cause there's, there's so many of like the way the, the original thing posted by the media team is, you know, it's got a lot of those uh, like dot, dot, dots where it's like this quote was used from the middle of a sentence. Like it's a lot of like things cut out and yeah. put into a very perfect spot to like, they were clearly trying to drum up drama and I guess it worked, but. Oh yeah. hundred yeah, percent. Yeah, uh, it definitely worked. That was, that was really funny. Cause it wasn't like a slight misunderstanding. It was like a very blatant twisting of his words, which yeah. honestly, I wasn't sure how to feel about it when uh, I read that that's not what he meant at all. Because like on one thing, it's like, well, I guess it's good. Kind of good. He didn't say that, but also at the same time, like, you know, it depends how he says it. Like, yeah, exactly. You know, right. It, you got to wonder, you know, some of these guys, when they do say things like that, are they, are they just like, you know, are they super, is he super bitter that they lost? Is he just chirping the shit out of the fans or, you know, is he just a hockey player in summer and he's, yeah. and he's bored and he thinks it's funny to get, get the Twitter people riled up, you know? Yeah, exactly. He thought it was four fifty nine on a Friday. <laughs> yeah, but uh, um, yeah. So there don't really have any other news that than that lately around the league. No. If there was, um, yeah. So what do you want to do? You want to roll some some trivia? We're kind of throwing that uh, that around. Yeah, I'm good to throw a little or bit of that in there. Something. <clears throat> I've got I've got a couple. Um, let's this one. This one was kind of surprising. So we'll, maybe we'll start here. Okay. Uh, so here I've got uh, using StatMuse.com. I was just uh, messing around there, looking at some stats the other day, and then one that I searched up. One of the one of the answers here really surprised me, and I I was wondering if it would also surprise you, or if you'd be like, no, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. So the thing I searched up was most individual goalie wins. So like a goalie specifically, not a team. Yeah. Uh, in the last eight years in the NHL. And okay. so I've got the top six. I'll give you, I'll give you, you know, maybe we'll, we'll go, we'll go with strikes. If you guess it right, then it won't be a strike, but I'll give you three strikes to try and guess the top six. Okay. So the whole thing isn't entirely shocking, but one of the names I did not expect to be on here. Okay. Um, <clears throat> the last so within the years, last eight so going years. back to 2015, so going back to the start of the 2016 season. Okay. The 2015-2016 um, season. Hmm. Well, I mean, obviously Vasilevsky's got to be on there. Yeah, he's number one with 256 wins. Pat. Uh, 
Um, <clears throat> ooh. Just trying to think of like goalies that have played lots and were on good teams. Yeah, that's that's how you'll get pretty much all of these. Um, who had a good? Oh, oh, fuck! Is Flurry on there? Flurry is on here. Two twenty-two. Okay. What position was he in? He was fifth. Okay, fifth. Ooh, ooh. Um, ooh, okay. Um. Oh, yeah, I got to think of goalies who have like 16. been around for time, though. Like I'm, I'm thinking a lot of yeah. like newer goalies, but I'm like they wouldn't be on here. Yeah, the difference between Flurry at five and the guy at second is only sixteen wins. So okay. they're they're fairly close. Okay. Um. Ooh. Ooh. Um. He's been a yeah. Um. Hellebuck. Yeah, Hellebuck is number two. Hellebuck's number two. Okay. 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 Um, you got you Jacob got Markstrom, three strikes. So you can start throwing some names out there. Markstrom's not on the list. Ooh, okay. Imagine those years in uh, you know, he started quite a bit, but I imagine those years in Vancouver didn't net him too many. Yeah, that's true. Um, Frederick Anderson. Yep, Anderson is fourth, two twenty-seven. Two. 227. Um, so what, I just need, I need two more? Yeah. One of them has been on a lower team, and he carried a lot of the workload, and then went to a team that, that gave him a bit less of workload, but they're more successful. Okay. Um, wouldn't be Raz because he's been gone the last couple years. Um, Pecorino was also up right now. He retired a couple years ago. Bryce, I don't know because Montreal's kind of shit for some years and he's been gone. Yeah. Um. Oh, uh, Bobrovsky. Yep, Bobrovsky is third. Yeah. Now, uh, uh, you, got, you got two more guesses. But uh, this, is, this last guy is sixth, and I, I would not have guessed him. So, you know, maybe throw some names out, but I, I don't know if you'll get this. Ooh. And sorry, Flurry was on there, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, oh, you know what? They were. Oh. I don't. Ooh. I don't know. Because he, he didn't play at all last year. And he was kind of a backup. I, I'm just going to throw him out. Is Braden Holtby? Uh, Braden Holtby is on, not. He's not. Um. <clears throat> Ooh. How many wins did he... 
Do you think a certain, like, uh, I thought, I'm going to throw it like, say, 15 to 20 wins in there. Would that separate a goalie from, like, moving up like this guy or down? Uh, the guy in sixth is at 209 and Flurry's at 222. So that, that would move him up into fifth. Okay. So, okay. So he was actually, okay. Um, so like, it's not, it's not a huge drop off. Um, can you tell me if it's a West or East team? It's a. Uh, over the past eight years, uh, West and East. West and East. Oh, but what, what team would he be more like notable on? Uh, West. Okay. Um, I think I just need to answer in the next but... 10 seconds. Yeah. No, cause yeah, I asked that question. Because I was between two guys, um, yep. I'm gonna go with no. Because you said you said West, so I f yeah. So uh, I'm gonna go with Martin Jones. It is Martin Jones. It is. I was going back I... and forth between him, and I thought maybe um, Matt Murray, but I wasn't too sure. But he's kind of the only other guy I could think of. Oh, that would that wouldn't have um, been a terrible guess. But the, no, like Pittsburgh. San Jose was high. Like, they had a lot of wins when Jones was there. And yeah, then I, just, I was just thinking, like, even he, he got quite a couple last year with um, yeah. Seattle. And even when he, was with Seattle. With, when he was with San Jose, like, you know, they had a couple serviceable backups here and there. But, like, Jones was kind of the, like, he was the guy. He would log a lot of games and win quite a few of those. So he's kind of really the only other guy I could think of that popped into mind. Yeah. Well, for sure. I mean, so he had 410 games played. Vasilevsky had 409. Oh, like he's, yeah, they, he's yeah, played a go. lot of games. You know, Anderson, 397, Flurry, 390. Like he's, he's ahead of some guys with quite a bit of a workload. Well, and that's only like he only played maybe maybe half the season last year with Seattle, and then he was a backup the year before on Philadelphia. So, like that's that's pretty impressive that he's he's right up in there for games played still. Yeah, that uh, that one surprised me. I was just like looking up goalie stats, and all of a sudden his name popped up, and I was just not prepared for it. Yeah, you know, yeah. The only reason I would have gotten that is is because I'm a Sharks fan. So, yeah. Otherwise, right. I would have had no way of knowing that one. Uh, this next one, uh, this one has a bit of a graphic, so I imagine it was going around on Instagram or stuff like that. Have you seen the uh, mo every all 32 teams ranked uh, for most wins? I, I'm assuming it's just regular season wins since 2000. Um, no. All right, because this one, yeah. This one, a couple of the teams on there surprised me. Ooh. Okay. We'll uh we'll go through we'll go through the top five. We'll we'll have you guess the top five and then we'll we'll talk about the rest of it. 
So just the top five? Yeah. And uh, I'll have to I'll have to put a time limit in between each guess because yeah. we don't uh, we don't want too much downtime. But uh, yeah. Okay. Okay, I'm gonna start off with the big ones. Um, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is number three. Nine hundred and forty-seven wins. Nine forty-seven. Um, Boston. Boston's number one. Nine hundred seventy-three. Uh, um. Ooh, I don't know about uh, the the Rangers. The Rangers are not. They are tenth with nine hundred and eight. Ooh, okay. Um, I'm just trying to think of certain teams that. That's um, that's 23 years worth of of games. So it's like you gotta yeah you gotta think about who's had like sustained success. You know who's avoided rebuilds while still being good. Yeah. Um. Well, I mean, with this guy, you're always gonna be competitive. Um, Washington. Washington's number two. 951. Oh, number two. Wow. Four and five are both tied at 944. 944. Okay. Um, oof. No, I feel like I got to because they've like, I feel like I got to. Um, Detroit. I thought that would be your next guess. I was surprised they weren't. They are in sixth with 941. Six. Wow. I was surprised wow. they were that high. I mean, like, they were good for a while, but, like, they've, they've been in a rebuild for quite a few years now. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Um, so what I got? One more guess? Uh, I'll, give you, I'll give you two more guesses just because there's two answers yep i'm doing it um i'm going san jose san jose is eighth 932 oh man that's a that's a good guess i would have guessed they were in there because they've in the regular season they've been great like basically the whole way through well yeah ever since pretty much up until the last four years from the time they got uh joe thornton like they've they were always a a team fighting for the president's trophy i felt like so um oof. these two teams are definitely harder to guess than the first three. I I would not have got either of these two. Okay. Um oof. Uh, I uh, um fuck I Mm. Hit me with it. Hit me with uh, your off the board pick. No, because they were shit before then. Um. Um. Fuck. Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is eleventh. Nine oh six. Damn. Okay. Um. The Blues. The Blues are fifth. Really? Yeah. 
I, I definitely wouldn't have wow. thought that the St. Louis Blues would be top five over the past really? 23 years in wins. They've, they've, yeah, because like, they've always been a pretty consistent team. Yeah. I felt like... Okay. Um, they had a couple Daniers, but... Um, the Kings? Uh, no, the Kings are 20th. With 862. Ooh, okay. Who was the last team? The last one was the Dallas Stars. Oh. Yeah, I definitely I, yeah, don't I think would I would have guessed them I, I, I didn't. I didn't even think of them. Like, wow, good for them. That's impressive, like, actually. And so, like, they won the they won the cup in '99. So they were, you know, still competitive for a couple years after that, but. Uh, you know, I guess uh, Marty Turco was just holding down the fort for long enough in the yeah. mid-2000s. Yeah, they didn't have to go through that full bottom of the barrel being brutal for five, six years. Yeah, it's a lot of higher up. It's a lot of the teams that were either really consistent like that or it's teams, you know, in sixth and seventh are Detroit and the Avalanche who were president's trophy caliber teams and then they went through rebuilds yeah uh, the abs were really bad for a couple years there i'm surprised they're all the way up in seventh they, oh, they really just had that many um so do you have the full list of all the teams yeah who's um who's second last uh i assume you mean excluding seattle at 32 and vegas at 31 <laughs> no um, including them Oh, well, well, then it would be Including Vegas. Them. Yeah, get shit on Vegas. Bottom <laughs> of the barrel there. <laughs> I thought you were I thought you were building up to something else. No, nah, I just want to dunk on Vegas, man. <laughs> and I got them. Uh, Enjoy being at the bottom so, there. Uh, if you had to guess, who is, the, who is the 30th? Other than the expansion teams, who's, who's the lowest? They're in blast by 30, 30 wins. I would assume I would know because you know Minnesota has been like middle like m the definition of mid for so long so it's got to oh, yeah. be um, Columbus then wow it is Columbus yeah I, I definitely would have guessed uh, Arizona who is 29th with 770 Columbus is at 740. Like, that's a. Man, but Arizona had a couple drop. hot years in the middle. I guess. Like, they had a couple years where they were, they were doing quite. Uh, decent. I mean, Frick almost made it to the cup final in um, 2011. Yeah. It's wild. The Florida Panthers are 27th with 806. And that, <laughs> that's including their president trophy winning year, like the other year. Like they, they were bad for a long time. Yeah. If they, yeah, they if were... they didn't turn it around in the past like three or four years, I think they'd be last. Like, well, and like they that were, just shows how far they've time. come. Like now that they've got guys like, like well Bobrovsky when he was in his prime, and then even Kachuk like willing to go there and lock in, um, long term, and then even convincing guys like uh, Barkov. To stick around like that's huge for them, and that shows how much of a, um, like how far they've come. 
from their down years where it was constantly the what buffalo has just gone through where it's you're right there like getting a top top draft pick yeah um i just thought of this and i think it might be fun we'll just do a couple of these but uh i'll just uh, i'm gonna list two teams and you're gonna tell me which one has more wins since 2000 yeah they're gonna say which team has more riz but oh, right. well we We'll we'll release our Riz tier list for all thirty two yeah, teams at some point. Yeah, we well actually we have to do that now. <laughs> We're gonna create right. a team Riz list. All right, uh, every team first... will pick like one player from, and then they'll go head to head. Oh, so we're going for like the thirty two kings of Riz. Yeah, we're gonna do it. We're gonna do a bracket. The the bracket for who's a Riz god for real? Yeah, it's gonna be sick. So stay tuned for that. All right. All right. But anyways. Uh, the Blackhawks or the Canadians? Blackhawks or Canadians? Um, I'm assuming... Ooh, like, Montreal back in the day. But, or, but like Chicago did have a dynasty. I'm going to go Chicago. It's Montreal. Fuck off. Is it actually? Yeah. The Blackhawks wow. are 23rd. I mean, they were they were really bad in the early 2000s and yeah. they haven't been very good the last few years. Like they they really built up their dynasty one and then went back to losing. Yeah, I guess they did, yeah. Now they've got a generational talent. Fuck them. Yeah. Anyways, uh, all right. Carolina or Vancouver. Um Probably the Canucks, I think. Yeah, Canucks are in 14th. The Hurricanes are in 18th. Okay, so it's so pretty, pretty close. Pretty close. Devils or Preds? Devils or Preds? I'm going to have to go... Uh, but uh, I guess it's from 2000, so probably gonna go with the preds it Smash is the preds it is preds are nine and devils are 12 though only okay, nine so they were them. they were kind of okay so close battle yeah the the two teams in between them i don't know if you remember the numbers i gave out for them but uh tampa bay or the rangers the rangers probably tampa bay i think uh, it's the Rangers by two. It's the Rangers. Oh. And those are the two teams in between? Yeah, 908 and 906. Or, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Uh, the All Flames right. or the Maple Leafs? Um, probably, probably Toronto. It is Toronto. I think I think I would have picked Calgary there. They were in 13th compared to 17th. Yeah, they went through a rough rebuild for quite a while there. Like, or not? It wasn't even a rebuild at the time. It was just, it's just like being bad. I guess they were never bad enough to get high draft picks until they got Matthews. But yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I kind of just went recent. See bias more than anything for that one. Mm. Oh, I got one uh, for you. 
Okay, I was going to say, I was, about, I was ready to move on from that one. I got one for you. San Jose or Vegas? I think it's San Jose. It is. It is. 932 wins versus 267. Yeah, let's get it. That's sick. Good guess. Good guess. That was that was that was close. I wasn't sure on that one. <laughs> the knee knocker. <laughs> uh, right. You got anything else? Uh, I got I got three more, but I think I'll save two of them for another time. Uh, this last one. Um, I'll just uh, I'm just gonna get you to like because there this one's players, not teams, so it's gonna be a lot okay. harder. So yeah. don't worry about getting them wrong. We're just going to have like, you know, a time limit when I feel like you've guessed enough. But like, just Cat. throw names out there and see if they're right. Cat. I'm looking for the top one, two, three, four, top six players in shooting percentage last season. I don't Ooh. know if there's like a games played limit on this, but I def we both definitely know all these players. So if there is, it's at least like, you know, like a reasonable amount. Yeah. All these guys must have played a good bit last year. Unless there was an injury I don't know about. Okay. And so what am I doing? I may I'm naming the top top six in shooting percentage last year. Oh, okay. Okay. Um so I do know who number one is on this list because I saw some about it a couple weeks ago and I was like, damn, that's impressive. Um, is Kuzmenko. Yep, Kuzmenko. So the guy in second is very close to all the other guys on this list. Uh, at, in second, uh, 21.7%. Kuzmenko, 273 Yeah. That, that is nuts. His, I don't know if he's just like not total generally a shooter. Is some of the other guys. Yeah, no, but, he, he doesn't shoot a whole lot. Yeah, he just takes the good shot when it's available. Yeah. No, that's that's um, smart hockey right there. All right. Yeah, so time I, to just rapid fire. Without looking at numbers, I imagine he had the least goals out of the guys on this list. Okay. All right. Um, McDavid. Definitely less than a sum of them. McDavid is not on here. Pasternak. No. Matthews. No. Peaks. <laughs> um, Drysidle. Drysidle is he's fourth, twenty one point one. All right. Um. Uh, Kyle Connor. Nope. Panarin. No, not Panarin. I'm just trying Sucks. to name guys who like had the most goals on their team. Um. Mm. Jason Robertson. No. H. Thompson. No. Either one of the Kachuk. I would not be surprised if he was on there. Neither Kachuk. Uh, Braden Point. Braden Point is number two, 21.7. Oh, he's number two. Let's go. I was like, he's got 50 goals, and I don't think he's much yeah. of a shooter. So I feel like he's, you'd have to be there. Um, yeah. 51 goals, excuse you. My bad, officer. Um, Pedersen. <laughs> No Pedersen. 
Uh, I believe, yes, all three of these players play in the Western Conference that are left. Okay. Um, March or so. No. Yeah, I knew it. I just wanted you to hear you saying he wasn't. <laughs> um, you said they're all on West teams? Yes. Um, Kempe. No. Fuck. Um, Shifley. Shifley is number five. 20.4. Okay. Um, Kaprizov. No Kaprizov. This guy knocked Kaprizov out of the playoffs this year. Ooh. It's either it's um it's either I mean I guess I can just say both. I'll start with Pavelski. Is not Pavelski. Yeah, so is, is it Hints? It is Rupe Hints. Rupe Hints. Wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you already, you already guessed Robertson, right? Yeah. Okay. I couldn't remember um, and I was like there, there's no way he hasn't if he wasn't one of the guesses. Yeah. No, yeah, I already. He was, yeah. He was getting freaking heart trophy consideration for the first two thirds of the year. Yeah. Um, Duchesne? Oh, I'm probably not. No, no, yeah, no, he's he's a bum. I mean, I guess he's it doesn't matter off. based he's on he's on the Blues. What? Oh, um, Buchnevich. Yeah, Buchnevich is. Yeah. Well. He's listed as third. He's tied with Drysidle at twenty-one point one. Okay, okay. I was gonna say yeah, he had a pretty pretty good year. You know, all, all things considered, being on the Blues. So, damn. Yeah. Yeah, it's just funny looking at this list. You know, all these guys are like big point producers, big goal scorers, and they're all so close. And then Kuzmenko is his uh, bar on the graph is just towering over them. He he yeah. freaking hit the net this year. Oh, the other guy. That I, I guess was, he scored when he hit that because otherwise it's not shot. The other guy I was thinking of before, um, like like after I said Kaprizov, but then you led me to Dallas because um, we were talking about him the other day and how he dropped forty goals. Um, is McCann anywhere up there? Uh, you know what? I actually took this. Uh, so I'm not on the website. I took a screenshot. Uh, I got the question in at the top. And I've got the bar graph of the top six, but I do get number seven and eight going down, and he is number seven. Oh, so oh, so he is on there. Yeah. So I don't have his number, but he is he's right behind Hints. So then who's the last one then underneath McCann? Alex Killorn. Fuck off. No, it's not. No, it's not. I'll I'll yeah, I'll exit at you. Because tweeting is dead. Alex I've already Killorn. heard a couple people say that, and I'm I'm already so over it being called X. They're it's like, so I'll X shit. at you. Yeah. It's like if someone says that to me, you're blocked. You're you done. Twitter, you can tweet. It just makes sense. When like, you go on you Twitter can't... now, you don't it's not called retweeting, it's reposting. It's like fuck off. Give me my little blue bird back. I, I wish I was better at web design so I could have made new Twitter. Just like just like better Twitter. Yeah. 
just make millions off of that. <laughs> no, Killorn is not on there. He is. Is he actually? I'm sending you the picture now. You're xing it to me? No, I'm texting it to you. Like a normal human being. Yeah, let's see this here. He actually is. <laughs> Holy shit. Well, fuck, no wonder he gaslighting. overpaid in free agency. Well, I guess Cameron called overpaid. Damn. It's not an overpay unless the team's up against the cap. Yeah, shit. Fuck, good for him. Wow. All right. Well, you learn something wild every day. Yeah, he uh he had a Good career. Long, was, like, oh, really shit. That's sick. Um, so I think did that kind of wrap up us here? Yeah, I got a couple other ones, but I'll save them for save them for later. Save them for another time. Yeah. Good stuff, good stuff. Um anything you wanna add on before we head out? <sighs> no, I didn't I didn't prepare a legendary joke this time. Next time. Next time. Next time. Gotta come up with some. Yeah. I'll, I'll really? go out and buy a, like 101 funniest jokes of all time book. Yeah, there you go. And we'll look forward to every single one. Um, thank you to everyone for listening, and we will catch you in the next one.